Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Lila Nishmasimi Marosi Rusmas Mordechai. Agamar Kasimi Toiva. Good given Shior. So the Siyum in London is actually happening, and the Siyum in Manchester is happening. There are two more days for the early bird special. It's a special pricing if you sign up now. Many, many people have signed up. Zokt, the Heilige email, Joe Mizrahi. I mentioned this yesterday, but I forgot who it was. It's Joe Mizrahi. He says, funny story. I was learning Ervin Daf Vav, Erev Rosh Hashanah, in Schus of Avi Mandelbaum's Rufua. So a bunch of emails had to do with people that were learning in Schus of Avi Mandelbaum. And Avi Mandelbaum, we could do Chazar even without him, but... He's bringing it in. It's becoming popular now to do Chazara. And I was talking in Erev and Davav, talking about the bus advertisement and my Nakama and Avi Noam with the hair transplant ads. Amazingly, then we're learning today's Davang, Subas Dav. Pay Aleph, the topic of the bus advertisement. And Yosef showed photos on the edited chair. Now, I, he's mentioning Yosef. I got to mention Yosef. Yosef, after Shir was over at about 11.30 last night, he went home and edited two Shirim. The second Shir was online and uploaded about 4.35. So I don't think he's going to be here right now, but we have to give him a tremendous ishkoya. Just like the sugyas in the Gemara repeat themselves, so do the extras, Joel Mizrahi. And here, I think this might be the last email for today. It's the guy Nebuch had to come up with a new email address, and it is Anu Rotsim Vehem Rotsim. He didn't want me to say his name, I guess. And this is a person learning the daf on the treadmill, which, by the way, I'm a very, very big fan of. Even if you don't go very quick, it's a very, very good way to lose weight. As long as you get your heartbeat up there, put one of those monitors on, and you could do kill two birds with one stone. Oh, there's another one. I just finished listening to today's share. My name is David Erez. I grew up in New Zealand. Yesterday we had North Carolina, now we have New Zealand. I made Aliyah in 86 when I was 17. I currently live in Renata. Although my family belonged to a modern Orthodox shul, I did not have a religious upbringing, never really had any form of Jewish religious studies, especially not in Gemara. Several years ago, you began learning the parish each week since the beginning of the cycle of Yaimi. I also began to learn daily. I started some short and straightforward shiurim. But the more I started, the more I want to know. A very good friend of mine recently introduced me to Yeshurim. Even though many of the concepts are still challenging, I thoroughly enjoy the Yeshurim and the world it has opened to me. However, the higher level of study with you has highlighted my need to start following Yeshurim with my own Gemara. I want to know if there is, and if so, where can I purchase a Gemara set with English commentaries? Thank you again for Yeshurim. May you and your family have a Chag Sameach Shana Taiva. Sincerely, David. I'm sure somebody in the MDY Mishpach will send you a free Shas. Nah, listen, start off with one Gemara at a time. Since you joined this year, you deserve a Gemara. So you get, just sign up at, where do you go? Joinmdy.com. Yeah, he's not a... Link will be here. I don't know, because he also is sleeping right now. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Okay, join.fiyami.com. David, you get a free Gemara because you just became a member. The Kailo is sponsored for the success of our family and that we married to always Kran Hashem. The second sponsor, Jeff The rest of the Masechta, sponsored by official mitzvah motivators, the Rufuas, Avram Menashe, Ben Chana Brocha, Rufuah Shleima.
The parnas achaydesh, five of them, and no parnasei ayoyim. Lili nishmas zechayiv b'moisha. Second one, the MDY family. Lili nishmas Ezra Tuvia Yaakov Ben Esanal Yitzchok Ezra Palagol Avashal. Third one, by the Lachan Levick family is Lakewood, New Jersey, because Torah is the best segula. The fourth one, Rufur Shleima Yecheskel Ben Leia. Amen. And as a schos, the fifth one, that Hashem should watch over me and ensure that I'm completely healthy. Completely healthy. We did this yesterday, but we could do a little chazara. Well, you know what? We'll do a little chazara for Avi Mendelbaum's Rufur. Six lines from the bottom. Hey, Gimel Amit Beis. Reb Shimon Gamliel Oimer. So we have in the Mishnah the halacha and the tam. The halacha is that if a husband tells his wife, this, all these belongings that you have, I'm not interested in them and I don't want to inherit them. The halacha is he inherits them even though he doesn't want to inherit them. Says Reb Gamliel, Reb Shimon Gamliel says in the Mishnah, why? Because he's masna He's making a condition on something that exists in the Torah. The Torah says, according to him, that a husband inherits the wife. You don't have the right to disinherit yourself just by saying it. Comes Rav and says, I agree to the halacha. I agree that he doesn't have the right. And in, in fact, he does inherit. But for a different reason. Not because it's masna For a different reason. Let's see. So then the Gemara, this whole Gemara is going to go through where exactly does Ra- Rav argue Reb Shimon Gamliel? Amar Rav, Halacha Reb Shimon Gamliel v'loi mitamei. The blue is correct. The red is not correct. The Halacha that a husband doesn't, he can't say that he's not going to inherit his wife. He does forcefully inherit his wife. Is true, but for a different reason. My Halacha Reb Shimon Gamliel v'loi mitamei. What does it mean? Ilema. So now the Gemara goes through all the steps until we finally find the step. Okay, the blue is correct that if she dies, he inherits her. But the reason is different. According to Rishim Gamliel, if you make the Tanai on what it says in the Torah, it doesn't work. And Rav disagrees and he holds that it does work. So if the Tanai works, so then how come if she dies, he inherits her? Because, because he argues on the halacha itself. He says it's not true that a, a husband inherits a wife. It's only Over here you see, it says more than the Torah. They strengthen their takana more than the Torah. Happens to be that all the way at the end of the suit, you're going to say something similar. But instead of saying it's a more yoiser, we're going to take off the word yoiser. They made a chizuk like the Torah. Agopalim, Rav Ovir says that a husband inherits a wife, but only with the Rabbana. So since it's the Rabbana and Chachamim, we're very concerned that people are going to be mezalzal in the Takana, so they made it even stronger than a Doiraisa. So that's why he can't undo it just by saying, I don't want to inherit. Okay. Daf pay dalid. You know what that stands for? Daf. Daf daf. Visovarav. Yeah, it's backwards in case you didn't have what I'm saying. Visovarav tnoikayam. Does Rav actually hold that if a person makes a condition against the Torah, it takes effect? Like, said yesterday, we'll say again. 
For instance, no, Yosef is here. Shalom Aleichem. Come on in, come on in. What a guest. So, where's the video camera? Look at Gary. Wish I had a video of him. Yeah. So yeah. So yes, we were saying what's the what's the classic example? For instance, if a husband tells his wife, even though it says in the Torah that a husband is mechuyif to his wife, sherekus vayna, yes, the supporter has to give her clothing. I'm talking about the two that are mominous monetary things. If a husband makes a condition with his wife that he's not going to provide them there, it's okay. Where Rabbi Shimon will hold, it's not okay. You can't do such a tonight. But itmar, but I'll prove to you that he holds it's not okay. You walk into the store, and the guy wants to charge you more than a sixth. Or no, it's more than a sixth. So that's a pasuk in the in the Torah. You're not allowed to take. Or no, you're not to take more than a sixth. If you take more than a six, what happens? The whole thing. What's the matter, Avi? Too much biking? We're doing the daf now. It's a new year. His, okay, good. If you take more than a sixth, the, met, the, the mekech is bottle. If you take exactly a sixth, then you have to give back the sixth. You take less than a sixth. There's three stages. Less than a sixth, it's okay. More than a sixth, the whole mechira is no good. And exactly a sixth, you just give back the sixth. Okay. But he says, what if a guy makes a condition? He says, I don't care about this pasuk. Forget the pasuk. You want to buy this for me? I'm going to charge you more than a sixth. You mask him? Yeah, I'm asking. It doesn't work. The whole, you can't make a condition against the Torah. So you see the Rav holds that in the Deirai, so you, you cannot make a condition against the Torah. Shmuel says, it doesn't work. I found it very interesting that they discuss this Gemara when it comes to Prusbal, because we just had a Prusbal on Erev Rosh Hashanah. A lot of people made a Prusbal. What if you didn't make a Prusbal? What if you didn't make a Prusbal? So there are some that say, like the Shulchanor Harav and the Sma and others, that since most people lend money on condition that Shemitah is not Meshamet, they go against the Torah. They say, yeah, Shemitah is supposed to absolve all loans. But I'm not going to lend you money if Shemitah is going to, why would I give you $50,000 loan if Shemitah is going to destroy it? So I'm giving it to you on condition that Shemitah doesn't. That's what I think in my mind. And the halacha is like Shmuel, that you, that you could be masked not much because of a Torah. I think that's what they're saying. So Mela, even if you don't make a prosbol, it's okay. That's what they say. Somebody was upset. Somebody wrote to me an email. I don't know if he was upset. I don't know if he's serious. That when Avi gave me 50 shekel, Avi gave me 50 shekel right before Hashanah, Rosh so that when Shemitah comes, Shemitah is going to absolve it and it's going to become mine. And I told him thank you. So he says, wrote me an email. You know how to say thank you on a loan. But I thought it was a gift. It's not a loan. He's right. You know how to say thank you. It was a loan that I knew that I'm never going to have to pay back. So I said thank you. There's no rivers. Yes, Ladun. Did, what's, what's the problem saying thank you? No, what's the problem? What's... No, he told me that it's, that it's, that it's, it's, it's due right before Shemitah. But 
the problem with saying thank you is that you, you get back the loan, I pay you back the loan, plus the thank you, that's what it is. But I knew that I'm not going to pay you back. I knew I'm going to steal from you. And she was going to come to Shaman. It's still on, it's still also, you're saying. It's also to say thank you. Rav Shomer passing it's also. That guy's right. Okay, fine. Chatasi, Avisi, Pashati. Don't say thank you on loans, even ones that you don't have to pay back. What? Says the Gemara. Ella. Okay, so we're going back. Again, going back to this chart, we have the halacha, like Rabbi Gamliel, that a husband inherits his, his wife even if he doesn't want it. So now the Gemara says something funny. It's interesting, I should say. The halacha is the red. Now also we flip. Before we were saying the halacha is that if she dies, he inherits her. Now we're saying no. The halacha is that like Rav just said in, in the halacha of Aina, that you cannot make a condition against the Torah. Okay. So the red is okay. But the blue, he argues on the blue. Now he agrees to the red, argues on the blue. That doesn't make sense at all. You agree to the red, which is the tam, and you're not agreeing to the halacha, which is that the husband inherits. You're saying the husband doesn't inherit. That's not what we're saying. We said the opposite. We said Rav says the husband does inherit, but the reason is different. Now you're saying the reason is okay. I agree to the reason. That you cannot be masa but the halacha, the outcome of that, the blue is different. That doesn't make sense either. Okay, let's go back to how we started. The halacha is that if the wife dies, the husband does inherit her, and Rav agrees to that. And the reason is different. Because Rav Shimon holds that you cannot be masa but when it comes to something that's the Rabbanon says Rashi, such as if the husband says, I don't want to have anything to do with your Niximilog, his Tnai would be Kaim. Why would his Tnai would be Kaim? Because it's the Rabbanon. And Rav holds, not only is a tnai of the Raisa bottle, but also a tnai of the Rabbanon bottle. Stigmar asks right away, so what's the problem with that? Why are you saying that he doesn't agree with the Rav Shimingham Leel? He agrees to Rav Shimingham Leel that in a Deraisa the tnai is bottle, but he adds to Rav Shimingham Leel and says, even in the Rabbanon it's bottle. So why, where, do you, where do you see that he argues Rav Shimingham Leel? Rav is only adding. The halacha, when it comes to the Rabbanon, Rav Shimon Gamaliel is talking about the Raisa, that you cannot make a condition against the Torah. Rav agrees with that you can't make a condition against the Torah. But he also says, not only can't you make a condition against the Torah, you can't make a condition against the Rabbanon. So what's the big deal? It's not, that doesn't mean that he argues. That means he agrees. Ela halacha, finally. Here we are. Finally. Ela halacha, he agrees with the blue that if the wife dies, he inherits her, even if he's stipulated that he's not going to inherit her. But the reasoning is different. Why? holds that the husband inherits his wife from the Torah. Like we saw, you get to Yarshin your wife. Okay, that we know. So where does Rav argue? He argues that the Yerusha is not the Raisa of the Rabbanon. Here's where it is different. 
He argues with Rabbi Shimon Gamliel that the, the, the Yerusha of a husband is only the Rabbanon. And they made a chizuk as much as the Torah, not more. It says the Gemara of Rav Sovar, Yerusha Baal the Rabbanon. Does he really hold that a husband inherits a wife only with the Rabbanon and not with the rise of Asnan? So remember this name. This is Rabbi Yechim Mbreka saying it, and Rav is going to explain this. This is the, at the end of the Gemara, we just have to remember this name, Rabbi Yechim Mbreka. So this is very interesting. It says in the Pasuk, on the year of Yovel, I don't know where, uh, do we even count Yovel? Do we have Yovel? I don't know. I don't think so. But anyway, Yovel hi tiyelochem, the 50th year, seven Shemitahs, and the 50th year, everybody gets the real estate back. You get your house back. So what happened over here is, if somebody inherits his wife, he must return the real estate to her family. That's what we understand in the beginning. And he has to give them a really good price. We ask the question, Michael, what's going on here? If you all that the husband inherits his wife, and that's the Doiraisa, Amayachzer. So why does he have to return it? It's his. It's a Yerusha. You don't return Yerusha. Vidrabanon. And if he didn't inherit it, it was just Who's paying? Why should the family pay for it? He just gives it right back in Shalom Yisrael. Oh. This is the question right here, in these words. Rav holds that what? The Yerusha of a husband is, what's the word? The Raisa. So why are you telling me that Rav says the, the Yerusha of the husband is the Rabbanon? He says, Mufurish is the Raisa. Big kasha. Okay, go in Shirishatu Ishtoi Beisak Forest. So the, the answer is, we're talking about that he gave his wife a cemetery. His wife, what? She inherited a basic forest, but he got it, right? So now, he wants to take control of the basic forest, and we have a problem. Now, when they want to bury the wife's family over there, they're going to have to step over his, his graves, his things, he has to go over theirs. It's a, a busha for the family. So because of this, he gives back her family's chalka. But this has nothing to do with yoyvel anymore. This is not halacha and yoyvel. This is tam halacha. You give it back. So we're talking about, you take, you take back, you, you, you take money back from them and you give it the grave. They pay him and he gives back the grave. That's what we're talking about. If a person sells his own grave, the place where they stop during the Levite, they used to stop every few minutes and, and, and uh, say psukim, or the place where they do the hesped. The family, could, if the guy sold his grave, he has no right to sell, they come, they grab the grave back. Okay. What's the bottom line? The bottom line is that Rav says that it's Yerusha Sabal Doiraisa. And we said that according to Rav, Yerusha Sabal is the Rabbana. Which one is it? Does Rav hold that a, a husband inherits his wife with the Raisa and the Rabbana? Which one is it? 
Rav holds that the Yerusha of a husband is only the Rabbanon. So why did he say over here, Yerusha about the Raisa? But lately, Sirila, he doesn't hold of it. He was just explaining the first sheet, the Rabbi Yechim and Braika. Very good. Zok the Mishnah. Official Mishnah sponsored by Moshe Kohen, the Schos. For Limerat Torah and Kintirat Slocha in Parnaso. Person dies, and there are three people vying for the money. They want to grab the money that he left over. You have the wife. The wife wants the wife wants the Yerusha, the, the Ksuba. She wants to get paid from the Ksuba. The Bachayv, somebody that lent money to the guy that died, he wants his money back. And you have the Yarsha. They're all fighting over the money. The guy, he had a deposit by somebody. Or he had a loan. He, he himself loaned money to somebody. Now, what's the halacha? The halacha is that, typically speaking, if there's a Balchayv, you can't come and grab from the Yarshim. But over here, the Yarshim don't have any money. It's not in their hands. Where's the money? Their father's money is where? It's by some guy that owes the father money. So if that's the case, it says, Do you take the money? Since the Yarshim didn't, so to speak, they weren't Zoycha in the money yet, because the money that's owed to the father is by Ruvain somewhere. So what do you do with the money? You give the money to the weakest link. The weakest link. Who's the weakest link? The Gemara is going to say. Rabbi Kiva Oimer, Ein merachamim bedin. We, as the judges, don't have the right to have Rahmanas on anybody. Give it to the weakest link. Give it to the Yarshim and finished. Why, why give it to the weakest? There's no such thing as weak. You know who gives to the weakest? And as Rahmanas, that's it. He could be Merachim Bedin. We cannot be Merachim Bedin. Ella, the Yarshim get the money because the, the wife, the Balchayv, they need to swear before they get anything. So they didn't swear. So whose is it now? Right now, this second. If you have three that are trying to grab the money, who has the most connection to that money? The Yarshim, because the Yarshim don't have to swear to get it. The others have to swear. Something similar. The father left over a bunch of detached fruit. Pile of wheat, a pile of apples. If, the Gemara is going to explain, if the fruit is not in the possession of the Yisayimim, it's not in their karka, it's in the middle of a Rosh somewhere. Middle of, I don't know what, a simta. Then whoever grabs it first gets it. Let's say the woman's ksuba is 200 zuz. She grabbed 300 worth of fruit. The father owed 200 to the, to the lender. He grabbed 300. What do you do with the extra 100? You give it to the weakest link. The weakest one. Again, he says, what do you mean you give it to the weak? You don't give it to the weak. You give it halachically. Who, who deserves it halachically? Because the wife and the Bachayv, they need a swear. And they don't need a swear. The wife has to swear that she didn't get a ksuba. Not that she's entitled. She didn't get it. We don't know. Maybe she got it. Maybe he paid her up. 
We don't trust her. What's this double ashen? We understand very nicely if the father owes money, somebody has a loan against the father, that's enough. What if they say pikadim? They also, he gave a deposit. He gave him a, a nice becher or something. What's the difference? The reason why the Yosham maybe don't get it is because there's something like Rashi brings the Lashem it's missing the the gvia to you, he didn't he didn't he didn't collect it yet. When I give somebody a million dollars, it's for him to go spend and do whatever he wants to with it. So it's not there anymore. The money I gave him is not in this world. So therefore, it's not so much the yarshim. I can't view it as if it's the yarshim. I'll become this but a deposit. I gave him my kiddush cup. That's there. So who who has the Who's the closest to that Kiddush cup? The Yarshim. Emel, perhaps Rabbi Tarfin agrees to Rikiva that it should go to the Yarshim, not to the wife and the, and the Bachayv. If we said only the Kiddush cup, that's why Rabbi Kiva argues, because he says it's right here. But in money, that the Yarshim don't get it because it's it's out there somewhere, it's not, it's not the Yarshim. It's need both of them. What does it mean? You give it to the weakest link. You have a woman who has a star. The one who has the star that has the closest date to us. In other words, the weakest collector. Two people have a star. One says that you owe the money a year ago. Another one says you owe the money a month ago. So who's stronger? The one that has a star that says a year ago. Because anything that was sold from... During that year, goes to the guy that has the star from a year. The one that has the weaker star is not as well off as the one that has the other star. So we give it to the weakest one, which is a tremendous chiddush. The, the least secured loan. So what do you see from here? Rabbi Yisai? You see from here that not every time is the strongest guy going to win. Over here, the weakest person wins. So I must say the story. I might have said it, but I have to say it again, if I did. Huh? Why? Which one? He'll take it out of the wife? Who said? Once he gets it, he gets it. I don't... I'll go upon him. I don't think so, but okay, I hear it. There was uh, Rabbi Filinski, who was a big tzaddik, and he went to the Gabai of Eitzchai Mishiva, and he said, listen, I'm marrying off my daughter. Please give me some of the wealthy guys, the donors of the yeshiva. So the Gabai is thinking to himself, this is not good, because you know, I need the donors of the yeshiva. I can't give him my donors. He's a big tzaddik and everything. He needs money. I get it, but I'm not going to give him my donors. So he gives him the last guy on the list. He's a shvacha donor. guy that gives high dollars every year. He says, okay, here, here, take those. So after Felinski goes to the guy, and he says, uh, I'm here to collect money. I'm marrying off a daughter. He says, how much do you need? I'm talking about back in the day. He says, I need, let's say he says, I need $20,000. $20,000. He says, $20,000? Okay. Writes him a check, gives him $20,000. So he goes back to the guy, he says, the guy paid off the whole, the whole, what? 
He gives the yeshiva nothing and he gave you. Turns out it's fouls. This guy that gave him the money, he had a daughter that became very sick. So he made a nether takadosh baruch He said, Hashem, if you heal her, I'm giving all the money that I've set aside for a wedding, I'm giving it to the first kala that comes to me. And this guy happened to be the first kala that came to him. He wasn't a wealthy guy. So what do you see? Sometimes the weakest link is the strongest link. That's here. The weakest link is the strongest link. You never know. You never know in life. Rebellion says, no, give it to the wife. You know why? Because as we learned yesterday, the day before, we're learning that maybe it's two days ago. It's all one. Erev Yantav, I think it was, maybe. That women became old. The men couldn't marry anybody. Nobody wanted to get married. Why? Because their ksuba wasn't secured. And the women needed to know that they have a ksuba to rely on. Otherwise, the husband will just divorce them. So we made a... So over here also, you give it to the woman so that the men should be able to marry women. Because if the woman gets her ksuba, she'll be happy, she'll marry men. So it's china, like it's a reverse china. If the woman gets her ksuba, then she feels secure, then she'll marry a man. So it's good for the men to pay off the woman first. You give it to the weakest one that has a raya, the, 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 the weakest shtar, and that's the way to go. Give it to the, to the woman. If you give over the, 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 the husband, left over, the, the guy dies and he leaves over a bunch of fruit that's uh, detached from the tree. So Rebbe Kiva says, no, you, you take the parasitlushim, you give it to the Yishayim. Rebbe Kiva, my Yishayim, why is he talking about if somebody grabs the amount that they need, but they also took a little bit more, you give them more, the extra, you give it to the Yishayim. The whole pile is the Yishayim. The whole pile is the Yarshim. So why is he talking about the extra? He's just mimicking the Lashon of Rebbetarifant. And as a Schos, to continue being able to support Torah and to finish Shaz with the rebellion. What he doesn't agree to this idea that you can grab stuff and it's yours. When the father is still alive, then grabbing works. And this Rashi says he got a Kabbalah from his Rabbeim. Reb Tarfan says you could grab. Whoever grabs from the pile of apples, he wins. Where are these apples? They're in the middle of a public domain. But if it's in some sort of, uh, this is the best I was able to find in the pictures that we used for Erevin. Here's Rosh Hashanah. You see the asphalt in Rosh Hashanah. And there's a little bit of an indentation. In other words, you don't have people walking back and forth. You don't have cars driving there. It's much quieter. So if you want to do business, you want to talk to your friend, you go into that little indentation. Let's say that that's what a symptom is. Okay? Berech. I was a light. If it's in a symptom, that's already... That's already too private for anybody to grab it. That's already the Yarshans. both say, no, even in a simple part of Shusarabim, therefore the woman could grab it, the Bachov could grab it. Says the Gemara, Dun Dainadik Kirib Tarfan. 
There was a story where Bachoiv came and grabbed the apples from the, from the pile of apples and the, they passed in, it's okay, you're allowed to grab. Says Gemara, came and said, Give back the apples, give every single apple back. Why? Because we pass in like Rebbe Kiva, you can't just grab. You took Rebbe Kiva's halacha, and we pass in like who? Who do we pass in? When Rebbe Kiva argues with Rebbe Tarfan, who should we pass in like? So we have a klal that it's halacha ki Rebbe Kiva If he argues on one person, you're always passing like Rebbe Kiva. So you just took that klal, this, this rule that Allah is like Rebbe Kiva, and you made it like it's a halacha in the Torah. Okay, so we passed and we, 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 we went against that rule. Doesn't mean you should go and take the apples back. So we made a mistake. If it was Dairaisa, you go and you take the apples back. But there's only a rule. What's going on? How come Rishlakish decided to take the apples back and Rishlakish said you don't have to? If you make a mistake like that in a rule, it's not a, Rashi says it's not a Mishnah, it's, we have a Kabbalah, that's how the Dalach is like Rebbe Kiva. If you make such a mistake, you have to give back everything, so in this case, you'd have to give back all the apples. Yes, it's a mistake, Dalach is like Rebbe Kiva, but you don't have to take the apples back. There's different ways to look at it. Number of ways, three, four, five ways. No, maybe perhaps everybody holds that you, you have to take it back. Rosh Lakish would also agree that you should give back the apples. But what's the problem over here? Who's Rebbe Tarfan? Rebbe Tarfan is Rebbe Kiva's Rebbe. So this rule doesn't apply in this case. The rule that the Allah is Rebbe Kiva doesn't apply. Because where did Rebbe Kiva get all his Torah? He got it from his Rebbe. So he can't argue on his Rebbe. His Rebbe knows better than him, no? Tarfin, if he argues with his Rebbe, Rebbe Tarfin, Rebbe Tarfin should win. So it's not in that rule that the Allah is like Rebbe Kiva. Rebbe holds, no. We have a rule, it's a cloud in the Torah, that the Allah is like Rebbe Kiva, no matter what, even when he argues against his Rebbe. If I say another way to look at it is, everybody agrees even Rebbe Yochan holds, that the Allah is like Rebbe Kiva, only when it's not against his Rebbe. When against his Rebbe, the Allah is not like Rebbe Kiva. So therefore, you shouldn't have to give back the apples. Rebbe Tarvin says, if you grab, you grab. Rebbe Yochanan holds that Rebbe Tarvin was his Rebbe. Now we have a machlaikis, who was his Rebbe? Is Rebbe Tarvin in fact the Rebbe? Well, we know that he taught him Torah. He was like a Talmud Chavar. It was, Rebbe Kiva was a Talmud Chavar Rebbe Tarvin. He learned from him, but he was a friend of his, and therefore the rule applies that Allah is like Rebbe Kiva, and therefore if he is a Rebbe, then you don't have to give it back, and if he's a friend, you give it back. Everybody agrees that Rebbe Kiva and Rebbe Tarvim were friends. Rebbe Tarvim wasn't his friend. This rule, what, what does it say in the rule? That Allah is like Rebbe Kiva. It, so you can look at it one way. That Allah is like Rebbe Kiva, it's 100% the rule. No, it's not a rule that Allah is like Rebbe Kiva. Allah is that we side like Rebbe Kiva. It doesn't, it's not a solid rule that he's 100% right. You should try to lean towards Rebbe Kiva. So if I didn't lean like Rebbe Kiva, so you don't take the apples back. That's what Rosh Lakish held. Rebbe says, no, it's a halacha, and halacha, you have to take the apples back. 
says the Gemara, Krivi de Rabbi Yechanan, Tafas Paro, the Asma Misimta. You have the Simta, and the relatives of Rabbi Yechanan, I thought it's interesting that we had in this Mesechta at least three times the relatives of Rabbi Yechanan. I don't know if you remember, those who are doing Chazara know what I'm talking about. A few times uh, the, the relatives complained that the wife was taking too much Mzainas, so Rabbi Yechanan had a trick how to get out of it, and then he said, What am I? I'm like an Archadin, remember? He used that lush, and I'm like, What am I, a lawyer for my, for my family? Okay, so over here also, he, he's a little biased. And they come to him, they say, listen, we grabbed a cow, a nice Zaftika cow. It was walking around like in South Africa, in the middle of the Rosh Hashanah, in India. We grabbed it. It was Otas, we grabbed it. Are you allowed to grab? What is Rabbi Yechon hold about grabbing? So over here, Omalu Shaper Tafastua. No, you did a good job. As Taisvis on the spot, what do you mean? If you look at the, right where it becomes wide, Shabbat Fastu, he said, we just finished the Sugya, L'chaira, that we only, we lean towards Rabbi Kiva. Not that, uh, it's not a, it's right, over here it sounds that it's L'chadchila. Shapir. So Taisvis says, interesting, he, he, but he says it in the Lashon of Shema. Because over here, they already grabbed it when they came to ask him the question. It already happened. So maybe that's like a B'dayavid. Okay. Maybe. Then they go to Rishlakish. Give it back. So they go back to their, their, their relative. I thought it was beautiful. Rashi says, Shekinah means he's just as great as I am. That's what Rashi says. Well, they had to ask another Shaila. They explained because they had to ask uh, Rishlakish because Rishlakish was biased. So they, didn't, they felt that it's not a good, not a good halacha, not a good psak. But at the end of the day, I thought it's amazing. Here you have Rishlakish, who used to be a listim. We know the story. Rishlakish said, okay, come use your... You're a robber, you're a great robber, you're the best robber, come, learn Torah. So not only did he come learn Torah, he's just as great as Rabbi Yechonon. I have a picture, this is a Bakaro, this is a guy that takes care of cattle, and the, sorry, that's not it, that's not what I'm talking, yeah? Bakaro the Asma, the Tafsi Torah Minei. It's a Ray Bakar, okay? I grabbed it when the Balchayv, the guy that owed the money, your, your employer is still alive, was still alive. And the guy grazing the, whatever it's called, the, the shepherd, it's not true, he grabbed him afterwards. He tells the shepherd, you have, you have a raya that he, he grabbed it? No. So he has a migud. Since you could say it was mine, I bought it before before I'm just taking mine. So therefore, he could say we trust him that he could say he grabbed it when he was still alive. Huh? The guy, the 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 tfisa of the the mace. I, because now, you, now you're fighting against the Yarshim, you're fighting against other things. You have other people that are, that, that, that are going for it, I think. Beforehand, you owe money, so I, so, you owe me money, I come and I grab from you. 
It's a little different. Then you have a, a wife now that she's 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 claiming uh, rights to it, and you have the assignment. You have you have it's three people against one. Before it's one against one. Maybe. Animals, these, these smaller animals that, that run in and out, they, they just they, they come in, they go out. There's no chazaka. You can't say, hey, look, you see this, this goat? It's in my backyard. That means it's mine. It means nothing. A goat got there. How did it get there? You, do you have a chazaka if a cat goes into your backyard? It's your cat? That's the, no, that's what animals do. They come in, they, they, they leave. Says Gemara, yeah, that's, that's good with small animals. Shani the But when you come to larger animals, these things cost $1,000, $2,000 each. You give it to the guy and it, it's by him. And if it's by you, that's a good raya that it's yours and not the shepherds. The Benesil, Tafas Amsa, the Asmi Mesimta. Same story. I thought this is also very interesting. A woman is walking down the street. All of a sudden, people come, pick her up, put her in a box, and bring her up. What happened? She happens to be a maid of somebody's, and they're using her as collateral. She's, she's in the middle of the simta, and they chapped her. There's a you did you did the right thing. You're able to chop. You're allowed to grab. What you're you're just you're trying to to to, to find favor in them. Look what happened. They passed in like a tarfin that you let it grab. We'll stop here anyway. He's good. Have a great day. Have a wonderful day. That what? The halacha is that you're not allowed to chop. You see, Rishlokish took it back. So anyways, have a wonderful day. Wonderful year. We'll see you tomorrow. Be'ezer Hashem.